My grandma has always said, it's wonderful that you have so many friends, and I agree with her. During the pandemic, I realized how much I miss seeing the people who make my life so bright and interesting, and I wanted to find a way to introduce all of these stars to the world. And so I created this podcast. You, dear listener, will get a chance to be introduced to those who make my world hum with possibility. We will talk about serious things, silly things, sad things, glorious things, and things that make us feel alive. So settle in. It's just you and me. Oh, well, hello there, Ryan. Hello. I I would like you to tell me who are you and how do we know each other? Uh, Let's see. My name is Ryan. Uh, I'm originally from Seattle and I live in Denver with my husband, Joey. And Joey is how I know you. I met you... Uh, two and a half years ago on a trip through wait no three years ago three years ago a trip were we, to on, North a pa- were we on a patio of a restaurant oh we were inside but oh wait maybe it was an enclosed patio yep it was an enclosed patio some barbecue place <laughs> in North Carolina <laughs> um I was right. there we were there for a wedding and so right. and you and Joey know each other through ILF. So that's how that's right. I. That's so how we, I went grad- we went to graduate school together. Joey and I went to graduate school. We were actually, Ryan and I were actually talking before this about how I am going to be on Joey's podcast. Yeah. And it's a much different vibe. Yeah. Yes. It <laughs> I get is. to talk about being white and my coming to understand how terrible white people are towards native people. So it was, it's a real fun topic. I hope you guys all listen. Don't worry. I'll, I'll well, listen. Link. that's like that's like my daily talk with joey is that kind of topic so you I got it for a, that i left as a real and and then graduate school wow i mean then phd work what right. a nightmare what a nightmare we are <laughs> cool joys to everyone in our lives and i'm proud of that and i'm sorry yeah so tell me tell me a little bit more like describe yourself what do you do who are you like give us we want to know you okay i want to um, know you well let's see I am currently 42, which always surprises me that I'm in my early 40s. Probably yeah. 41. I yeah, me. yeah. You were born in the 80s then, I guess. I was born in the late 70s. No, I was born in 79. I had oh, 10 you were. to 79. Okay. 70. Yep. All right. Not we worked. got it. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Um, You're an old man. I'm an old, older gentleman. Um, some might say, you know, a daddy type. But <laughs> I... I um let's see I grew up in Seattle area my family's from Seattle has been in Seattle for a lot of generations so um I kind of introverted Christian boy when I was younger um and then came out of the closet when I was in high school towards the end and really out all the way at college okay Um, that's like that's kind of a big deal because I remember, and I mean, I was in a kind of conservative like area of the Western suburbs, but like people weren't really out. So that, and we're, we're, you're a little bit older than me, but like, that's actually, I'm applauding you in my heart right now. Cause that's big. Well, I started coming out in high school to certain people um, and they were all my Christian friends. And so it was this really 
uncomfortable space because they didn't know how to manage or handle or accept but they did their best and they did accept me you know it it really wasn't an awful experience and then by the time I was in college it was just like well I know this is how I have to live. Actually, okay, this is good for the podcast. One of when I was 18 and I was really involved in my youth group, I told my uh, youth pastor. Uh, well, actually, when I was 17, at the end of my junior year. Also, what's what church were you a part of? So I was raised Presbyterian, but we, when I was around 12, our church split and we became part of the Evangelical Presbyterian denomination. Okay. It's a very small Presbyterian denomination because Presbyterian USA is, I mean, the split was over social issues like abortion and gays and women. So we didn't want women elders, we didn't want gays, and we didn't want abortions. So we switched our denomination. Okay. So um, I came out to my youth pastor at the end of my junior year because I was really struggling. And I was like, I don't know how to be authentic in my religious experience, basically. Um, and he was the, the like counselor, I guess, for our, our, our Bible study. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, we were split into gender and ages. So, um, but he didn't, he was now in reflection now, I'm like, he was in his mid twenties, maybe, you yeah. know, like not very old and wise yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he still is a youth pastor, basically he works for Young Life, even all these years yeah. later. Yeah. Um, but he didn't, say anything or do anything we didn't talk again about it and so i continued to live in this feeling of like not authentic about myself but also not sure how to share and so was he he like repent i mean or was he just kind of like thanks it was pretty much thanks when i first told him i think it was like okay i hear you that's not great but let's let's talk about this later (laughs) and then finally the middle of my probably mid-january of my senior year um, I confront him again. I was like, like, I'm probably going to stop coming to Bible study. You know, I really am struggling with this and I don't feel like I can just resolve it. Yeah. So he did what he could only have thought of in 1996, January of 96, which was take me to um, uh, Metanoia Ministries, which is the name of the conversion therapy um, at the time in Seattle. What? Yeah. Oh. So we... Yeah. Wait, this was your youth pastor. Yeah. Do your parent are your parents involved? So my parents actually found out I was gay in the seventh grade, and that's another long story, but (laughs) that sort of wasn't discussed. And I guess I found out as an adult, they just sort of thought that was going that was a phase. Uh, So they didn't really think I guess they weren't thinking a lot about it, but so he didn't know what to do. So he took me to this counselor and the experience was weird. Yeah, so it was more of a lecture about how my life will be, you know, like if you're gay, you will be these things, you know, you'll become a prostitute, you'll do drugs, you'll, you know, and. And you're like 18 or like 17 at this point. Yeah, I was my during the time I went only for a few sessions, but during that time I turned 18. So I was like 17, 18. Okay, cool. Great. Yeah. And uh, pretty much I. Um, just walked away from the experience saying that's not real that's not healthy not helpful you know like there were parts of it for him where like he was still gay but he was converted to straight basically and so he was married to a former lesbian and he talked about how he struggles with his sexuality and like 
every time he drives past por a pornography store, he's like really struggling. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to be that person. Like there's nothing about that that sounds healthy or spiritually positive or so I walked away from just like two or three sessions with him and just being like, okay, I'm good. I'm going to be gay. <laughs> like, I don't know how God and I are going to work this out, but I'm not going to worry about that right now. Right now I'm going to worry about my like sanity of being gay. And so that's why when I went to college, I was like, this is, I'm just only going to surround myself with people who are gay or like supportive of me. And yeah. so that's what I, it's kind of where I went. Wow. I came out to my parents by the, I think that summer for, uh -huh. for my freshman year of college. And then yeah, haven't really looked back. Oh, so this is, so what's interesting about this conversation that you and I are having right now is that something I had no idea about for you. And I think what's so hard, so what we're going to talk about today is making friends as an adult, which right. I think yep. can sometimes be the most wonderful and the most terrible experience ever. And so I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, but like talk a little bit about like who you were as a kid, friendships that you had as a kid, right? So that we can get a comparison of like then and now, right? And I can do the same if you want. Sure. Um, I think I've actually been doing a lot of uh, therapeutic work lately about mm -hmm. these things. So I can say as a child, I was probably, now I use the avoidant attachment style uh, to describe oh, it. So I spent a lot of time alone, actually. Okay. Um, I like loved to just kind of go walk in the woods behind our house there's a creek and just like spend time by myself or I'd watch a lot of tv by myself yeah. so my friendships kind of growing up you know besides when I was younger when I was probably a little bit had more and then by the time I was in junior high I was like kind of a lone wolf in a way you know like I had people that I was friends with in my church and school yeah. but I didn't spend a lot of time with them outside uh -huh. of those social activities yeah um and so then actually right before I went to high school, I just, I was kind of lonely and I said, okay, I'm going to make friends. Yeah. So I, I had a conscious conversation where I said, you're going to do things differently in high school. Okay. And so we had 10, 11, 12 was our high school. So I went from ninth to 10th and just got very active and involved. And like, um, I had some, I've made some close friends from my church. Like there was a small group of us that I felt was like really important for me. These are the ones I like came out to. And so I didn't know, besides kind of, which is, I think my pattern as a person is like, I'll make some close friends and then kind of stick with that, you know, like yeah. maybe, and then like have a lot of acquaintances or like, but so that's even true today. I'm still yeah. like, I tend to have the closer friends that I hold on to. So a lot of the people I think of my life are people that I've like, will stay in touch with. Cause I, you know, I have new friends here that are through Joey's network. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have like basically friendships back home and I keep in touch with it. It's like 10, 20, 30 years, so. Right. So when you were little, did you, did you want those friendships or did you actually like really, cause I think they're, you know, they're, there's, it's valid to also like enjoy really being alone and kind of being, right. you know, with yourself. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I think I found a lot of comfort being alone because mm -hmm. of the like family life I had. And so it was comfortable to be alone, yeah. but I definitely felt times where I felt lonely. And mm -hmm. so, 
Um, and I think that is, you know, like we live in a pandemic, you know, <laughs> and I'll say it's probably easier for me now to still, like, I have a daily partner. I have a partner that I love and I spend a lot of time with, um, or all my time with, but, um, uh, even now it's like, I choose to that introverted easy though. I think to, to a degree that I don't appreciate, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Cause I, so as I've gotten old, I've, um, so I've always had a lot of friends. Like I am, I mean, in some ways that's the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because right. I have so many people in my life that I think are really interesting. And I think that, but I think what I've learned as I've gotten older is that I'm, I'm, I'm an ambivert. So I'm like, people think that I'm an extrovert, but I'm actually, a, right. I'm, I'm equal. I'm both introvert. So, so to be honest, the pandemic has actually been kind of easy for me. Like, I mean, this is terrible, but like, I'm not, I'm fine by myself. Like I actually enjoy my own company. Now, something that I was thinking about with adult friendships, which I think are beautiful, but like you were saying, a lot of it has to do with you've either carried these people for a long time with you or um, the, what I like to call situational friendships where right. it's your partner and their friends or it's work friends or it's neighborhood friends or it's whatever. So for me, I'm always curious what other people think about the term or the notion of situational friendship and does that cheapen the relationship? Um, I don't think so. I think actually situational friendships, I guess it's opportunistic, you know, to yeah. say, oh, there's someone here, so I'm going to build a friendship. But I do think it sort of speaks to, you know, my, my bachelor's degree is in geography. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's a study of human, it's like a social science around space yeah. and place. And so in my mind, that's, it can become the essence of community where, you know, the situationality of a friendship might actually be the beginning point of building community yeah. because as you get it as you become an adult you know you have all these friendships but your life changes and mm -hmm. if they aren't situationally near you it takes yeah. more effort to yeah. make a point to see them make a point to talk to them mm -hmm. text them even to a degree mm -hmm. you know right so and if you don't have children Right. You know, if you are, if you are of an age where the assumption is, or the, you know, normality is that you, that, you know, children are part of, part of your daily life, there is that whole category of people who, you know, become friends because their children go to preschool together or they go to school right. together. And um, I, I don't know, I'm just, I'm fascinated by it. And I actually think it's, it's the bringing in the geography is, is a really great way to think about it. Well, yeah, today we were, um, Walking through, we were seeing our Joey's sister and her family, um, and they live in Castle Rock, which is just south of Denver. Yeah. And it's all brand new structure. You know, it's like a new development of, you know, 10, 20 years old or something. So it's townhomes and like, you know, parks and stuff. And I just started to recognize like walking through there, it's like the longer you live in a place and the longer you're around these people, the more you meet them. And you're not going to be friends with all of them, but you're going to make friends and it's they happen to be there but it, it you get to see them whenever you want you get to talk to them in passing i think that's one thing i miss 
not being in my hometown, which is a city, but still it's, you still experience running into people you know. And I, I don't experience that anymore. And I do definitely miss that idea. And yeah. now that we're in a neighborhood, we bought a house. I'm starting to see like, okay, I don't know anyone. But at, when I meet people that we met someone who we thought is cool at Halloween, we're like, okay, we want to be that person's friend. <laughs> so it's like the more I'm in my space, my geography, my place, the yeah. more I'll find the people that I want yeah. to actually, you know, build relationships with. Right. And then you also have to build relationships with the ones you don't, like your next door neighbors. Absolutely. Right. And that's, and so I think, I think there's always for me this, what, and maybe, maybe this is what I should ask you, what does it mean to be a friend? How sure. would you define friendship? It's a very good, very good question. Um, friendship would be, you know, a relationship um, with some level of compatibility, either in you might not have similar interests or, you know, there, you know, that could be a way of being friends is having similar interests and spending time together, but it, it may be just some compatibility in terms of being able to communicate around your lives, your experiences. Mm -hmm. um, I think the best friendships offer growth, you know, and insight into ourselves, uh, offer a place for feeling supported cared for you know those kind of things I mean especially as being a queer person like when you're there's there was a time in my life where my family felt completely isolated from me just even by my own choosing because I needed to be more confident in who I was yeah. that you build your own family so those yeah. relations those friendships are family and yeah. now I'm building my own family you know because I'm married and we plan to adopt kids but mm -hmm. I still think those friendships are you know important in those ways. And that's where I guess community is maybe the, becomes the broader term that. Yeah. Works. So during pandemic, cause I know I've noticed this, but have you gotten to, I can't remember, when did you guys move? Did you move in the pan, during the pandemic into your house? We moved into our house during the pandemic. We actually, we moved to Denver in September, 2019. Right. And we were living in an apartment, which was great. It was walking distance to Tennyson street in Denver, like a lot of great stuff. Mm -hmm. But we were also in the pandemic in an apartment. And we were like, okay, if we're gonna, if we knew there was gonna be another, you know, bout of yeah. isolation. So we thought, let's let's, and we had a house in Sacramento that we wanted to sell. Right. <clears throat> so we we're like, let's do it. And we bought this house and moved in June. And it's been, okay. it's been great. I think it's a much different lifestyle. We're more suburban now than we had been. We're in the city, but we're, it's like. You know, yeah. yeah. So have you, films. because so because of the pandemic, have you gotten a chance after you settled, you know, you actually moved in, you've put the, you know, wall hangings where you wanted to put them. Have you met neighbors because of the fact that you were home more? Because I know that I have, and I've lived in my place for five years. Um, we have not. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> well, we live in such a suburban neighborhood that- Right. We, you don't see people even when you're home all day yeah um we i went out of my way to meet one of our next door neighbors um and then our other mm -hmm. next door neighbor we feel like he's particularly going out of his way to not talk to us you know for no good reason but just like yeah <clears throat> so yeah 
and our we have neighbors across the street that we just like have met said hello to but uh -huh. knowing that we are like yeah we really want to spend more time with those people right like, we're well, still looking it's also difficult them. because the the time that you would spend although you and i both live in more temperate spaces where you know i mean you guys get snow but like right. it goes away right, right. <laughs> um that that you could there is opportunity for being outside whereas in other spaces and i do think that's also why the pandemic is getting so much worse is because people are starting to trust a little too much their you know the pods that they've created and and in some ways it's friendship is fascinating to think about within a pandemic because how do you form friendships in a time when trust and understanding fully who a person is and like you know what they would be reckless about and not like how would that manifest in your life so right and you like your example of you know making more friends with your neighbors i'm like curious mm -hmm. to know like what kind of neighborhood do you live in and sure, so i live in townhouse so right. but what's but what's been interesting is that i i've as as I've said, I've lived five years. Uh, my neighbor, I've lived next door to my neighbor my the entire time. We knew who each other was, but um, barely knew each other right. at all. And then I, we, we both have people. We were we would be hanging out outside. And I mean, would I say that we're best friends? Absolutely not. But would I call? Would, you know, I have his phone number now. Like you know, I. Right. Yep. <laughs> it's just it's like a totally different relationship and there's kids too that live because i live very much in because i live so close to duke like there's a lot of graduate students who live here and so a lot of them have families and you know so there are, i have my kids now that like we do right. chalk drawings with each other and like you know i always like and now i have green hair so there's one little girl that's <laughs> you know you're such a weirdo and you know she loves me i mean it's just it's really fun but it's also really weird because you know, with kids, there is this boundary that, I mean, regardless, there's always going to be a boundary, but with, with COVID, you know, kids are really like exploratory and they want to be near you. And like, we always have to be like, you know, we're drawing chalk and I'm like, I, you know, we still need to be like two squares between each other because we just need to make sure that we're safe. And it's just, it's such a bizarre, like, I'm, I'm curious, you know, how kids are going to like rationalize this once, oh, yeah. <laughs> once it's all over. <laughs> it's an interesting time to be a child. It is. It is. And I also wonder like how much, cause I mean, I didn't, I mean, I remember something like, I remember the challenger exploding when I was in kindergarten, Yeah. but like, I don't, I don't, I guess this is much, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to, I, don't know how I, don't, I do think but, kids will remember something because things yeah. will be different. They'll be right. Yeah, but who knows? And people will also refer back, right, to you know the time that for basically at least a year we were all, except for people who were have been deemed you know essential, working from home and really staying close to home, which is just crazy. So I, what I find interesting is that you made a comment about missing seeing people that you know um in your hometown which is actually like my nightmare i like hate that so i'm curious what it is about that that you miss um i appreciated the sense of community that came with seeing people i knew mm -hmm. um being at the grocery store and running and running into someone and just even getting a chance to chat and just be reminded oh yeah like they're there i should you know maybe yeah. we could 
see each other again yeah. or or that was just good to know what they're up to or i mean i I was thinking about social media recently because some of my good friends aren't really active on social media, but they are not. They are not. Okay. And so I haven't really talked to them on the phone in a couple months. And I was like, and then there are other friendships with people who are very active in social media. Mm -hmm. And so just while I don't like you're very active in social media, I am very active. Yes. And so uh, and I'm, you know, we're, we're like getting just this phone call, getting to know each other, you know, like, but um, I feel like I, because of that, I know what's happening for you. I know what's going on. I know your life a little bit. Whereas my friends that I'm close to that I haven't talked to on the phone, I'm like, I haven't a clue. Are they done with their PhD? Are they, you know, are they still working on the COVID thing? You know, like, I don't know. So it's been interesting to sort of think about social media's effects on those ways and like because like, it's it's like it's both beautiful and a little bit frightening because there there is this this false sense of intimacy um that is created with with the with the online with you know with the internet that um is is really welcoming but also is really odd because like you know, I'll post something and then someone will kind of like, men or I've done this too, like I'll mention something to someone and it's almost like they've told me, but instead I've just like saw it, seen it on the internet. And it's this weird, like, oh yeah, well, you know, when you were like at that concert and it's kind of like, wait, I never told you about that. How do you know? But, and, and then it's like, oh, right. Like I posted it. And so then you feel like a creep. Like it's just, there's yeah. this there's this balance of it. I also wonder if because we grew up analog, but we like hit our, you know, right. 20s, like running into um, being online. Yeah, that maybe I have more of a focus on that because I'm like, wait a second, like, what's like, where do we draw? Like, just because I know this much about you, does that mean that our friendship is deeper? Or is it right. just because you've decided and then you're right, like, I have very close friends that post nothing right <laughs> you know and so there's this tension of knowing people just because you have a view into their life well and i think your term of like uh false sense of intimacy i think you said like mm -hmm. that's so true and mm -hmm. like a, a, a funny situation joey and i just were in where we like both follow this like influencer guy uh -huh. And so sometimes we'll talk about what he posts and that, and like his car got totaled. And so he got a new car. And so I was like, did you see that he got a new car? And Joey goes, hold on a second. I just want to point out, I'm very uncomfortable talking about him as if we're friends with him because we don't know this person. And I was like, totally. But still, did you see he got a new Tesla? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts. And it's, and it's also like in, you know, online dating and like, even just again, like meeting people and like, you're able to kind of look into this world that they've created and, or even curated and be like, okay, this is the person that they want to oh, yeah. the world. And for me, what's interesting is that a lot of people have commented to, to me about how much I share. And, and I said, and, and they were like, you know, it's, it's so nice and so authentic. And I'm like, well, yes, it's authentic, but like, it's, it's like the tip of the iceberg. Like I'm not, right. I'm not like sharing when I'm like having like a terrible day and like yeah. I'm really depressed or like beginning of COVID when like my anxiety was so through the roof that I had yeah. to get meds, you know, I'm only sharing 
like two months later, I'm on meds, everything's cool. Like then I'm going to be like, Hey everybody, I'm on meds. But like when I was in the ship, like I wasn't like, dear Facebook, this is (laughs) right. Well, and Hey, okay. I'm going to loop it back. So maybe this is where having people you run into Mm -hmm. like, okay, I see like, maybe you could use a little talk, you know, like, yeah. That's so it's not it's not that curated experience necessarily if you're seeing people or right. why or like situationally if you're seeing people at work or you're yeah. interacting as a neighbor you know like right I think there's also for me with the with the kind of like going back to um me seeing people number one I never remember anyone like I'll see someone and I'll have like no idea who they are and they'll know who I am and then I feel terrible but number two I was very I was very one-dimensional in high school. Like I was like the, I was like voted class comedian and like very loud, very gregarious, but like very, very private about like my like really like crazy romantic side. And you know, like, I mean, I liked the same person for like four years. I like pined after him, you know, like all this stuff that like people are like, oh, she's just like the, the loud, funny one. And so I think there's a part of me that's like when I left and went to college, like, and I kind of was able to blossom in, in all these different ways. Like I didn't, I wanted to be remembered as more than just that. And so like, you know, that, that group of people that I knew from high school, like it's very limited, the people that I still stay in touch, stay in touch with. And actually they're all people that I've reconnected with and actually made stronger friendships with as right. adults. Yeah. It's been really interesting. Yeah. Where are you from originally? I'm from uh, the suburbs of Chicago. Okay. Western suburbs. Yeah. So it's like, um, I kind of like describing it as like Pleasantville, um, very white, upper middle class, middle, upper middle class. Um, I mean, great, like, you know, ex- excellent education, but very, uh, very kind of in a bubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And big, you know, huge school. Uh, my high school, I think I graduated with like, Oh gosh, I don't know. Maybe eight, eight hundred, seven hundred. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's and I was, you know, I was active and I was just and I'm loud and you know and I think that's a, there's another. It's interesting when you start thinking about like what are the characteristics characteristics you have about yourself that are hiding your insecurities, right? So like I'm super self conscious like mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. But the only but I like pretend that I'm not just by being like it doesn't matter, you know. Like, yeah it's like yelling like i like yeah it's very interesting like does that mean you have regrets then do you typically have to deal with like if you're like self-conscious but then it doesn't matter do you end up regretting things you say or do or do you just own it and oh no that's interesting feels like maybe you don't i I don't i don't actually i don't regret much actually so i guess part of there's a part of it that is truthful um but there's definitely a part of it that's that's hiding you know insecurity right which i mean once you're once you're an adult and you're like oh therapy like this is what's going on with me it starts to help a little bit yeah (laughs) so is there one thing like you know as you guys start to think about having kids Mm -hmm. um what do you hope for you know like what would you want your community to look like bringing a kid into the world? 
Um, well, I just, it's actually very interesting. We're having this conversation. I forgot we'd set up friends because I did talk about it in therapy this mm -hmm. week. And I have been thinking a lot about it because, you know, it's nine month pandemic timeline and we moved to Denver. And so it's sort of like I was saying to Joey, it's like, it feels like I'm just starting from scratch, you know, like, you know, we have friends here, but in terms of like me making new friends it's it's just a different space and then I thought well I, we are moving forward with adoption soon and so that has a totally different need around friendship yeah absolutely um, so you know because even the friends I've made friends here and there outside of the network we have and like most of them right now are like people I took a cross-country ski class with last year okay and I already found it challenging because they're a typically a bit younger and they have a lot of free time where they're going to, so they're like ready to go cross country skiing all the time. And I'm like, well, you know, even now I'm not, I don't have kids, but I have a husband, you know, I'm not going to just take off every Saturday. Right. Right. So I'm imagining, you know, starting to build friendships with this, with, you know, a new family in mind. And um, we did have a conversation, you know, Joey posted about adopting like, recently on social media and we got a couple that are friends of his who had, have adopted three kids out of the foster system and um, just having an hour and a half long conversation with them on zoom it was like so helpful to see how having those friendships in your life as you go through the same experience right it's going to be like really crucial yeah and so and so in these these instances the the situational you know is actually really really important right 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 and then and I guess if you think about it, like every friendship blooms out of a situation, right? I think you, you kind of mentioned that, but it's just when you kind of discover the, like a depth that you can go to with another person that be, it becomes like so much more, which I think is really, right. really special. Yeah. And like, you know, Joey talks about he, I see him and he goes, I want to be friends with that person. Like he, he meets someone and he likes them and he has reasons and he's like, so he's going to make, make them his friend. I mean, not, you know, not really, but he'll go after that friendship. And I've never been like that. I'm a little bit more insecure in my friendship making style. And so I think it's been interesting to sort of like have him as a partner and to sort of see yeah. that that's even possible. I would never have thought, oh, that really cool person I really liked, I can just pursue them as a friend like talk to them you know do these things and so I think that's going to be I'm starting to recognize now it's like okay I don't just have to be friends with whomever I can like say as, as we go forward and you know like that neighbor that we just met in the neighborhood I'm like okay we really should follow up on that and like yeah schedule you know it's a weird time of year and time of life but schedule a way to like meet them and their partner and child you Go know to like yay have a little beer on right. the on well the... right now our restrictions prevent us from oh did they get i thought that i thought you could be on the patio yeah but you can't be in other oh, households. Only households yeah see julie you can't come to denver and spread your no. fake news and i know well that's tell your, <laughs> tell your husband because like every day he's just like when are you moving back and i'm like and I'm like, dude, I gotta wait till the pandemic so, so we can. <laughs> I mean, yeah. do you, you know, I'll send you job postings because I see. Great, right. thank you. Yeah, great, that's great. Whatever, I'll live in Betsy and Allison's basement. That's what they 
keep telling me I'm gonna. Well, do. we and we have a five bedroom house, so it's, so. Yours is five bedrooms. God, you could host a whole whole camp of us. I mean, we planned for having kids, but it was like, it was we didn't expect five bedrooms. I was like three, you know, four. Yeah, hey, but then it was a it was a finished basement, and it just so. All right, so we've come we've come to the point in this. Although I have surprisingly, and I thank you, talked a lot more than I ever do in these. So it's a, it's a yes. yeah. Ryan's doing pumping fist motions, <laughs> almost Arsenio Hall esque, but that's a reference for our older view, old older. View. Um, nope. So now this is your time um, to ask me anything that you'd like for my moment of vulnerability. It doesn't have to be related at all to any of this. It can't be. I mean, I mean, I think my my first instinct is to ask about your coming out. I do hear that you've already discussed that on your podcast. I have, so it's over. <laughs> so I want to relate it to the pandemic. Maybe that's a unique yeah. way to look at it. Was there something in the way your life has, I mean, maybe that's already been answered, but like this year has been an interesting year. And it brought you to the point of coming out. Like, what's the connection? Is there one? What's your deal, girl? <laughs> I am, well, first of all, let me just tell you. Yeah. I, I don't, and I'm, I'm just happy that you have come out in whatever way coming out means to you. I mean, I, and also, let's, and actually, I did an entire episode with my friend Hafsa about coming out. Yeah. First of all, it's garbage. But I mean, I get it. Like, I get it. I get that it needs to happen. But like, really, like, it's just weird to have to be like, dear everyone, maybe I, I like this person's genitalia better than I thought I did. Like, that's just really weird. I think you, you basically, we're about the same, we're the same age. Yeah. And you basically waited out to the point where we almost don't need you to do that. Hmm. But in 25 years ago, there was... No, that's true. That, you're you're 100% <laughs> so, correct. You're 100% correct. It was you were almost there. I think you, you don't even really... I, you know, you never needed to do that almost. But how do you feel now that you've done I it? I mean, I don't know if I agree with that. Because I think there's still... People still have weird ownerships around no, knowledge about other people. And I think, you know, I was getting to the point where, like, it would it was uncomfortable for me when someone would be like, you know, oh, where's your boyfriend? Like, I don't know. I just like very, it was very patriarchal, like always. Um, and I just yeah. was kind of like, maybe not. I don't know. But I, you know, in 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 a pandemic space, when you're by yourself almost 24 hours a day, you yep. know, and the only person that you have to talk to is yourself. And I, th I think I think I started to really just dig deep about it. But I also think it, this is really, this has really come out of me in the last, um, I feel like I'm a broken record on this thing, but I don't really care. Um, Cause I think it's important. So I, I mean, people can keep listening to me hear the same damn thing over and over again. But like, you know, I'm probably last year, I really started realizing the story that I had told myself about what my life was supposed to be like. It was never a story that I subscribed to. Well, I subscribed to it because I thought that that was what I was supposed to do, but I never really felt like it fit. You know, I never really felt like 
I always felt like I, I was just failing constantly. I was constantly failing because yeah. I didn't have a husband. I didn't have children in my 20s. You know, like I, I didn't have a house. I didn't have some like career. You know, I just, I just feel like it was like, and, and, and I think also like there's just such pressure about what adulthood means. Like where, like what's the line you cross in order to become an adult? And I don't know if I have ever crossed that to anyone, but yet I'm 40. Like, it's just, and, and I think it's, in some ways it's charming. Cause like kids, kids don't get it. So they're just like, what are you like a big kid? And I'm just like, well, that's, you know, lovely actually. Cause I, you know, kids are amazing, but I, I've always just been someone who hasn't, who hasn't followed the rules, but inside thought I was wrong for not following them. And so I think uh-huh. that like, there's a part of it that's just like, there's a thread of, of like queerness, just always like right. regardless of the sexuality part of it, but just like always being right. different yep, and never being definable. And like, I'm lucky because most people are comfortable with it, but a lot of people are not. A lot of people are just like, what is the problem? And I've also internalized it very much as rejection too, that I've never, because I've never, because I didn't have that, you know, I didn't have this, these specific things that I was supposed to do because of the romantic comedies told me that like, no one would ever want that with me. Right. And so like, I think like about five years ago, I just was like, well, I'm done. Like I'm getting, I'm happy by myself. So like, why not? You know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, I understand that pressure and it's like a weird societal pressure that people replicate. I think, Yeah. I'll just say, you don't have to do or be anything. And okay. I just, I, I don't know. I'm doing that really well. So, you know. I just, it's so weird to me when you, when you have to, or that you have experienced that. I mean, I guess my own family and friends group I just, you know, I probably had that as a kid, but, you know, I had so many examples of single women in my life that Mm -hmm. aged and were never married or, so it just, it's like, it's just like, whatever, like what, I don't even like, we're not all destined to be married. That sounds like a ridiculous and awful (laughs) expectation. So, right. And there's also, you still might be married. We don't, I mean, what? Like, who knows, but I'm also not, I don't want to like set everyone, I, like one of the weirdest things about coming out w- w- that I, you know, I, I was rectified with myself like pretty much right away. I was like, okay, yeah, duh. But you know, which is also what Betsy basically said when I came out, she's like, yeah, I've been waiting. Um, but, <laughs> which was comforting coming from her. Coming from other people, that's very like, go away. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I totally just lost my train of thought. Shit. Um, shoot. Oh, shoot. I really did. And I'm going to feel stupid because this is recorded and I could go back and... You can edit it. It's fine. Um, Anyways, whatever. Shoot. What did you ask me? Needing to be married. You might You might get married still. Who knows? Oh, but oh, you don't have to. Coming you know. out. Coming out. So, so you know, I I really wrestled with coming out and not being partnered because I feel like as an old person, like people are like, yeah, that's fine. But where's your wife? Like, what's like, 
like you've obviously this has obviously been like in the oven for a while and now you're just coming out and being like and i've actually had conversations now with with queer people who are older who who ha are, have not come out to their family i mean people who are my our age and they're like well because i just want to i want to show up right someone yep. to like prove it and i thought about that like i was just like I've been like, I waited for that question to be asked, you know, like, oh, obviously you came out because of this person, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, right. it's not really the case. So I don't know. Um, anyway, well, yeah. well, that's well, all I have to say to you. So <laughs> I was so into that. I got lost. <laughs> so I really, I really appreciate, um, I appreciate the beginning of this friendship and yeah. you know what like i don't i don't like you better than joey but i like you differently than joey so We're very we are very ryan, different you're people. ryan and, and he's joey and he's really aggressive towards me about many things but <laughs> you are a sweet gentle soul who is much more accommodating so maybe he better watch out we're a balancing act. You are a balancing act. It's, actually, it's quite lovely. So I thank you, Ryan, for being with me. And um, I will, I don't know, see you sometime in 900 years after the pandemic's over. We can we'll meet see up. you with your U-Haul oh, in Denver. Oh, I thought you were making like a Oh, no, I know. I thought it was a double. <laughs> <laughs> what a trickster. <laughs> All right. Thanks for, thanks for talking. And I hopefully we'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me here. I am so lucky to know such incredible, thoughtful people. And I thank you for listening. Come back soon for another episode of It's Just You and Me.